Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Wrestling with the Homies. I'm the homie Quan, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Sylvan LeCue. Yeah. Sylvan the Don, young Sylvan. And my boy, Cooley, Cooley, Cooley. <laughs> Cooley just it. sitting there like, yeah. What up, man? How y'all feeling? It's been a it's been a fun <laughs> week. It's been a fun week, you know. Getting hey. some nice feedback on the podcast. I'm enjoying yeah, it. A lot has happened since we last talked. I don't know. It's been a slave week for me. What you mean? What, working let us, crazy. Let us know. Let's talk about it. You been working hard? No, nah, I just work. You know, just work. You know, just work. Yeah, you said like Rihanna, right. work, 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 work. Fellas, <laughs> fellas, a lot has gone down since we last spoke. A lot has gone down. Drake dropped the album. Drake dropped the album for for all his dogs. <laughs> is it for the dogs or is it is it all for the dogs? The, for the for the other dogs, I don't know. It's too soon to tell. It's too, too soon, soon to, to tell. tell. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll it's give you that. It did. Hours, it did just you know? drop like four hours ago. We also had like um, four you know, hours ago, man. Six in the morning. Right. Six in the morning is crazy. That's a crazy time to drop an album. But we also had some debuts, some some big debuts. Cause look, fellas, fellas, my my vision was a little hazy, like. Recently, I, I, I've been walking outside and things have been a little blurry. I couldn't really see. But on this day, I see clearly. You see what I did there? You see what I did? You know what I'm saying? On this day, I see clearly. Y'all got that. Y'all mm-hmm. got that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Edge, the rated R superstar, Edge. He's all elite. But before we get into that, I just want to ask y'all a question because somebody asked me this recently. What exactly are we trying to accomplish with this podcast? Somebody asked me that at work, actually, and it threw me off. And I'm like, yo, that's a good question. What am I trying to accomplish with this podcast? You know what? I think um, I think, I think with this podcast, I just I want to make the wrestling space cool. I want to bring cool to the wrestling space because I feel like a lot of people don't like to admit that they're wrestling fans. They don't like to talk about it openly and freely. But look, we here. We here to let y'all know that it's okay to be a wrestling fan. You can rep that. Rep that on, say it with your chest. You are a wrestling fan. You love this wrestling thing. And I wanna I wanna I wanna inspire other people to do the same, man. Do the same. We all we all love the same thing. It's okay to rep that. You ain't gotta hide it. You ain't gotta keep it off to the side. You can rep that freely. How y'all feel about that, man? How, what, what, what y'all wanna accomplish with this podcast? Um, Somebody tell me. Oh, yeah, that was that was dope. I was feeling sentimental today. I just want to let just y'all to piggyback know that. off what Quan said. Yeah, just to, just to piggyback off what Quan said. I feel like it's not a lot of us in this space, and I feel like us creating this podcast is bringing a lot of us together, and it's going to put our faces more out of there because people are ashamed or um, too nervous to say they're wrestling fans, and homies like us, we don't care. We've been down with this since day one. And we right. want you guys to enjoy it as well. And that's, you know, the ultimate goal at the end of the day. Like, let's just be honest. A lot of people are embarrassed about wrestling. A lot of people are embarrassed to admit that they like wrestling because they see it as, yeah. you know, this is this is a scripted sport that I watch every week. I don't really want to <laughs> talk about that freely out loud. But it's like, yo, be yourself, man. You love it. You love it. Because we love it. I love it. Sylvan, what do you want to accomplish with this podcast, my brother? I mean, you know, besides bringing the young black jigginess to wrestling, you know what I mean? Because that's really that's really one of my my top priorities with this. So I, I fully feel y'all like like wrestling. Wrestling's cool, man. 
you know, but it ain't jiggy. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like what what we do and the the, the style that we have and the culture and the taste that we that we are bringing to this space is is really important. But on a more biased notion, when it comes biased. down to rap specifically, yeah, because I'm a rapper. You know, on a more biased perspective, you know, I'm a rapper, so like. I, you know, I, I hear the references in rap. I see, I see the people who love uh, wrestling in rap. You know what I mean? But like, it, it doesn't feel like it's still fully embraced. It kind of feels like when it comes down to wrestling, there's certain rappers who talk about it. There's certain people who are fans of, of it, and that's their thing. And I'm like, nah, bro, this is a way of life. And so my my one of my biggest goals is to bring wrestling. It's to really Im- infuse wrestling into like the rap sphere, kind of like the way sports is, right? That's why mm-hmm. I really love what you know. Shouts to uh, Cam and Mace, man, because it is what it they're is. They're really taking their notoriety as yeah, they're taking their notoriety as as rappers and becoming sports sports personalities and saying, "Now nah, we're about to infuse this." Like we all know, majority of rappers love sports, but it's undeniable yeah. now. Like you got a whole platform for that in the rap community. So even if you even if you're not really into sports, if you into hip hop, you're gonna tune in. So that's what I want from this. It's like even if you're not into wrestling, you know what I mean? If you into rap, you into some jigginess, you're gonna tune in because it's just that cool. And maybe we could bring some people who tuned out, you know, back into the sport just because of how how we rock, man. So Right, yeah, right, that's right, me in a right. nutshell. Hey, I feel it's a you good on question. that. Quan, I appreciate that, man. That's a that's- it's a That's what I'm here to do, baby. That's what I'm good here question. to do. That's what I'm here yeah. to do. And I like that we're not an echo chamber. We all got our own opinions on what this wrestling thing should be. So we're going to come on this podcast, and we're going to debate. We're going to fight. We're going to argue. And then we're going to laugh and move on because it's supposed to be fun, man. It's wrestling. It's wrestling at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But uh, let's get into our first topic because, like I said, when we first began the podcast, I'm seeing very clearly these days. I'm seeing clearly. So is the rest of the world because Edge – the rated R superstar Edge is all elite. Fellas, this is a huge deal. This is the biggest signing Woo. since CM Punk. Whoa. I would even go as far as saying that this is a bigger signing than CM Punk. This is Edge. This is a, a current it's Hall hers. of Famer. This is Edge. He's going to bring some much needed star power to that roster. This is a guy with 2 million followers on Instagram. I think this makes him immediately the biggest star in AEW. He has an, a, 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 very, a very good mind for the business. But most importantly, he's a veteran presence. And we all know AEW definitely needed a veteran presence in that locker room because let's just be honest, AEW's locker room been feeling a little amateur lately. We had guys taking shots at each other in the media. We had guys getting into fights in the locker room. I can guarantee you Edge ain't going to be taking no part in any of that. But, fellas... There's a small component in this that I feel like a lot of people seem to be missing. I think this could have some major implications in not only AEW's locker room, but WWE's locker room as well. Now, look, hear me out. Hear me out. We all know Edge is a Hall of Famer. He returned at Royal Rumble a couple years ago, and he set wrestling on fire. He even main evented a WrestleMania at one point. But for the last couple years in WWE, Edge ain't been doing a whole lot. Actually, I take that back. He has been doing a whole lot. He's been doing a whole lot of nothing. (laughs) 
He's been doing a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> Whoa. When you really look at the last couple years in, of Edge's careers in WWE, outside of an on and off feud oh with the Judgment God. Day, he did a whole lot of nothing. And when I look down WWE's <laughs> roster, I see a lot of edges, brother. I see a lot of edges. Let's look at Sheamus. Sheamus is a future Hall of Famer. Out, former world champion. <laughs> Chill, chill, chill. But look, Sheamus is a future world cha- hey, a future yo, Hall of Famer, <laughs> a former world champion. But you know, recently, Sheamus has been doing a whole lot of nothing outside of a on and off feud with Gunther. He's done a whole lot of nothing. AJ Styles, AJ Styles. This is a future Hall of Famer again, Come on, a former man. world heavyweight Come on, champion. Man. Come on. You look at what AJ Styles has been doing recently in WWE. He's had on and off feuds with Karrion Cross, but outside of that. He's done a whole lot of nothing. Kofi Kingston, Xavier Wood, The New Day, one of my favorite tag teams of all time. One of my favorite tag teams of all time, The New Day. These guys have sold more merch than most people in this industry. This is a future Hall of Fame tag team. They've won the multiple tag team championships. But outside of a on and off feud with the Viking Raiders, what have they done recently? That's right. A whole lot of nothing. Now, look, the list goes on and on. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal. As you go down this list of WWE superstars, it's pretty clear that the former world champions of the old guard are being phased out in favor of the newer talent. And I understand it. I get it. I get it. We, we got to build towards the future. If I'm WWE, I'm doing the same thing. I'm building towards the LA Knights and the Austin Theories. I'm building towards the Pretty Deadlies and the Gunther. But the thing is, I feel like a lot of these old former champions still have a lot to offer the wrestling business. So I'm not saying that these guys are going to follow Edge's lead and leave WWE for AEW, but I'm also not saying they not. I'm just, I'm just saying Edge could be the first domino and a lot of former champions that show up in AEW. Now, there are a lot of people out there upset about Edge's departure there's a lot of people out there in Edge's comments calling him a turncoat, saying he turned his back on WWE. They're saying that he sold out. Yikes. Fellas, really? first off, go off there. Oh, I didn't Judge know Grass. that. Yeah, it's happening. It's that. happening. It's happening. There's no room for that. Go That's outside, crazy. touch grass, and realize that it's just it's, 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 it's sports entertainment. It's not that deep. But I do want to say that I personally think it's dope that a second major company exists where a guy <laughs> – I just want to say, this is pro wrestling. This is sports entertainment. So calm down. Get out of Edge's comments. Stop calling him a turncoat. It's not that serious. But I just want to say, I do think that it's very dope that, you know, a second promotion does exist out there where a guy like Edge, who have achieved all he can achieve in WWE, can go across the street and start the second wind of his career. That's dope. So I want to say shout out to AEW for landing a huge signing, huge, huge, huge signing. And I want to say shout out to Edge for being brave enough to go to an entirely new promotion at 50 years old and start a second win of his career. That's dope. So I think this is huge. I think this is really good for wrestling. I'm not mad at it. Jay Cooley, Cooley, tell me, are you seeing clearly on this day? I'm oh, my clearly. God. Hey, listen. I'm on his comments right now. <laughs> yeah, I just went on his comments. Yo, hey, yo Cooley, I just went on his comments, yo. Yo, you lost my respect, this Edge. This is crazy. Oh, my God. Dude. Yo, Quan, yeah. this is crazy. You're not lying, this brother. Is kind of insane. Yo, you're not lying, man. I mean, 
it's time, you know, it's time to bring these, these young folks in, you know, um, we got the signing of, of Jade. Um, I feel like more people is going to come towards WWE while the old people go towards AEW. I mean, Ooh. it's clear that it's happening. It's clear. I can see clearly now. The <laughs> gone. Sylvan, tell me hey, something. Man, are you That's seeing crazy. clearly? If are, are you are you here with us? You seeing clearly? I mean, yeah. Why not? Go go over go over there and have a great time, bro. Like, look, Edge is at the tail end of his career, man. Go and retire with your best friend and have that you know feud with him. That will be pretty amazing. I'm already seeing the seeds being dropped. It's pretty amazing. I'm tuned in. We're going to have a great time. Have the retirement match. Feud with a few other people. Maybe have one more Edge and Christian run. Face the Hardys. Face uh, face the Young Bucks. Face FTR. Like, do it all. I mean, why not? The guy has been with WWE for how long? 20 years at this point? 25. 20 20 years, 25 years? Oh, I thought like, it was why not? Go, like, bro, there's nothing else for you to do at Sheesh. WWE, quite honestly. I mean, nothing else, in my opinion, that would be interesting for you, right? Somebody of your stature, there's nothing else at WWE. Go to AEW, man, and quite honestly, there is nothing. I mean, look, this guy's been best friends with Christian for 40 years. You know what I mean? 40 years. Time. The fact that you can go to a company and wrestle with him at the same time and you guys are kind of virtually on the same level to a certain degree in terms of the notoriety and respect that you both are receiving. It's a great time. So I wish you the best, Edge. I'm really happy for you. I, it's it's wild looking at those comments because I did not see those comments. People were saying, you sold out. It's kind of wild. That's very yes. insane. To have, that's nuts. Like, you, y'all are insane. I saw a comment on there that was like, I guess money means more to you. <laughs> you you clearly, you clearly, whoever you are, I don't know who you are, but you clearly don't know how this thing this works. This is crazy. <laughs> clearly don't know how this thing works. So shouts to you, Edge, man. Have a good time. I'm tuned in. Um, I'm, I'm very tuned in, and you know I'm tuned in. I, I love this story already. This is what I want to see. And listen, I've been seeing these narratives. I've been seeing these narratives that Christian has always been better than Edge because Christian is hot right now. Don't get me wrong. Christian is hot. He's killing it with this Hill character, but I'm starting to see the narrative that people are saying Christian has always been hotter than Edge. Stop. Stop. This is, this is, this is recency bias. That's not true. We all know when, when Edge was the rated R superstar, when he was out there having live sex celebrations with Lita, Edge was the biggest scumbag in wrestling, which was a good thing. He was, he was my favorite Hills, one of the best Hills of all time. So let's not try to wash that away to show love to Christian. We can show love to Christian and still have love for Edge, my brothers. I think Christian just had bad booking, man. Like, especially being in WWE. Like, the way he was moving was his his heel work was very amateurish. It was very bratty. Uh, it's nothing compared to what he was doing in TNA and what he's doing TNA now. TNA Christian was insane, man. Insanity, you know. Insane. Felt like, WWE just didn't see that in him. So, yeah. Facts. Yeah, man. Shout out to you, Christian. I'm having fun. Shout out Christian, man. Right. Before we get up, before before we get off Edge's triumphant return, though, I I do want to touch something that that Cooley mentioned because Cooley said something that <laughs> resonated. He said that WWE is signing the young guys away from AEW, which I mean we just saw WWE sign Jade Cargill. 
They also signed Brian Pillman Jr. And it's looking like guys like Ricky Starks are probably on the way as well. But AEW signing the old guys away from WWE, you know, the Brian Danielsons, the Edges. Are we, are we watching history repeat itself? Because, I mean, at one point, I remember when WWE yes. was signing the Chris Jerichos of the world while WCW was taking away the Bret Hart's and the, the British Bulldogs. This kind of, it feels a little similar. And we know how that turned out for WCW. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, what else are they going to do? <laughs> what else are they going to do? I mean, of course, I, like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm like, it's like, what else are you going to do, man? Like, I, and look, I, I had this conversation with you. I keep, I keep having this conversation with y'all. You know, Tony Khan, man, like, he don't, and I, Tony don't really want to do the real work, man. He don't want to do the real work. He, he don't want to really super invest into his younger talent. I mean, sure, there's a couple of guys that we mm. like, but when it when has there been two when has there been two AEW homegrown stars feuding with one another that has been the top draw in that company in their hmm. five years of existence? Uh, I mean, there hasn't I guess been. It, there hasn't <laughs> been. There hasn't been. It it really depends you on what you. Edge. Of course, you sign Edge. I feel like it really depends on what you You're consider saying. a homegrown You're talent, saying. though. It's, it's it's tough to say that. It's because we just we did just have the four pillars. I, I'm I'm serious. We we did just have the four pillars feud between Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, MJF, and Ricky Stark. And that's I mean not Ricky Stark. Um, Fire. Who's, the who's the other pillar? Who's the other pillar? MJF, um, Sammy Guevara. Who's the other pillar? <laughs> so it's like point made. Point made. Sammy Guevara, yeah. MJF, Dang. Darby Allen. Why am I blanking on the, the fourth pillar? Why am I blanking? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you why you're blanking. Tell me why. Orange. Because it wasn't that important. <laughs> it was okay. It was a good moment for AEW fans. But in terms of, like, an actual draw, like, it's, it's not an actual draw. It's not. Like, it's cool. It was great for the product. But it proves my point. Like, there's not enough investment into the homegrown AEW talent, in my opinion, from Tony Khan. He, he just keeps relying on these former WWE stars to make the product hot. And, you know, I'm not going to act like a lot of this stuff I'm not watching. I'm watching a lot of it. And I'm very tapped in right now with Christian Cage versus Edge. I just am. You know how I am. You know where I'm at with it. You know, you ain't even gotta. Nobody has to to come at me and 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 ask where my side is. I like AEW. I love WWE. It just is what it is. Oh, Point God. blank. Period. But if you want to grow as a company, you gotta get a Goldberg. You know, Ted Turner. I mean, oh, uh, Tony Khan. You know, you gotta get yourself oh. somebody that. <laughs> you know, I get my names mixed up. You gotta get somebody that's a homegrown talent that can be a draw. That's bigger than any former. Okay, okay, WWE okay, okay. No, 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 no. I can't Until let you then, do that. I can't let you do that because MJF is then, literally the current champion. Edge. MJF is literally AEW's current about? champion. Edge. That's a, he's he's homegrown. Did you know MJF so? before AEW? So we can't I mean, that's just cool. we can't just give out this narrative no. that AEW is only pushing WWE guys. Like, come on now, they've been pushing MJF to death. I didn't say that. Year. I said. I said. I said. I, I didn't say that. I said. All I said was that Tony Khan does not put enough investment 
into his homegrown talent to be the top draws. MJF is a top draw, but he's not the top draw. He, he, I mean, are we? I mean, can I? Are, am I correct? I mean, has he ever been the top draw in the company? I mean, that's up for debate. I, I, I see. I kind of. I kind of see what. I kind of see what Sylvan's talking about. It's like he's not putting his effort into none of his superstars from the ground up. Just like how Genie Bus signs, you know, these young talent. Uh, basketball players and they don't give them time to grow. They just send them away. It's kind of like that. It's parallel to the same thing, you know. So I mean, I understand what Seven going at. I, I'll tell you what it is. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you know Impact Wrestling they had the Bobby Roode and the AJ Styles, but you know they were they were they were busy pushing the Stings and the Kurt Angles and the Scott Steiners. It kind of it kind of gives me shades of that but at the same time i do think that aw is putting a lot in its younger guys oh and the fourth pillar the reason we forgot about him because he ain't been around in a while it was jungle boy it was jack perry jack perry was the fourth pillar oh my god what (laughs) i forgot about jack perry oh you forgot about jack perry yeah it's been like a (laughs) month right jesus it's been a while (laughs) we forgot about the guy you know, no disrespect. Yeah. I, I like the I like the work, you know, but it's a reason why we don't remember that four pillars engagement because it just wasn't the top draw, man. We're talking about Edge. Before Edge, we were talking about who? CM Punk. Before CM Punk, we were talking about who? Maybe Chris Jericho. Before it's Chris Jericho, we were talking about who? John John Moxley. Like these are just du- before John after John Moxley. Who are we talking Cody about? Cody Rhodes. Brian Danielson. Co- Cody Rhodes. Before Cody Rhodes, what? At Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. It was what? Adam Cole. Keep going. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm sorry. Like I I just I just think that I I I just think I just think that yes, you're gonna keep running into this problem and you're gonna keep signing veterans and used to be WWE guys and putting them on this pedestal because you don't have the heart to make your homegrown talent the top draw in the company. There's nothing I can do about that. I'm not a booker. I don't know what that entails. But MJF is champion. MJF is champion. What more more can AEW do to push their homegrown talent besides make them the world champion? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if you bring in an edge, right, the the top guy in the company, right, I understand you're going to put him against Christian. Soon as you come in, it makes sense. But you know what I call that? I call that smart booking. I call that smart booking because at the end of the day, you know that's going to potentially put butts in seats. But if you really wanted to play the long game, you'd find a way to get your champion involved with the top draw that you just signed to your company. But that's not your MO. You know who MJF is wrestling for the title? Very soon. Do you know Jay White? Position wrestling Jay White. You wrestling Jay White. Jay White. Now Jay White, I have no issues with you, my brother. You are probably one of the best wrestlers I have ever seen in my entire life. But when it comes down to it, I want to see Edge versus Christian for the TNT title. I want that. I I want to see that. That is my prerogative. (laughs) Now, is that wrong? No, that's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, does it do anything for your homegrown AEW talent? No. 
And, you know, quite frankly, who cares? You know, I'm sure I'm sure MJF is going to ride this title wave out and he's going to sign the WWE in 2024 because he already knows what time it is because those AEW title reigns last way too long. And we'll be talking about this again for the next four to five years. We got about another way five too years long. Of, of the AEW uh, worst years of your existence with Tony Khan uh, in business. So, I mean, I'm here to watch it all. Look, so we just I watching WWE stars. I I personally think that Edge being a part of the company and bringing more eyes to that show is only going to benefit the homegrown talent. But I definitely see what you're saying as far as Edge being put on a pedestal above them. So I guess we'll see how it play out. But I want to hear from you guys. I want to know how you guys feel about Edge being of all elite. Was this the right move for Edge? Was this the right move for AEW? Should AEW focus more on their homegrown talent? Let us know something down below in those comments. I want to hear from you guys. Hey, man. So, look. I want to talk about something that's been pressing on my heart. <coughs> I, I want to ask y'all a question, man. Get it all out, brother. Get it all y'all out. Y'all ever dated a girl? Y'all ever, y'all ever dated a girl, man? And, you know, you obsessed with her, man. Like, she looks great. You know what I mean? <sighs> She she got the you know she got the fatty you know what I mean the breasts is sitting right personality is is solid to a certain extent you know what I mean but at a certain point man she she starts changing on you and she just starts becoming more more loud and and annoying and toxic and you just get to a point where you like man I, I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna hold on to her so 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 much. But I know what's best for me is to leave this woman. And so you reluctantly, you reluctantly leave behind this woman that you're borderline obsessed with. And, you know, you find a new girl. And she kind of looks like your old girl. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yo. She kind of looks like your old girl. You know what I mean? Like, she kind of got a few of her attributes. You know what I mean? But she treats you a little bit better. Actually, she treats you a lot better. But you're a little hesitant to, you know, fully dive in. You know what I'm saying? And then you start letting a lot of that, of that, of that aggression and anger and pain that you felt in your last relationship allow you to become even more obsessed with this new girl. To the point where you may be squeezing the life out of this relationship a little bit. Mm, mm, mm. Thinking a little bit too much of her, putting her on a pedestal she probably doesn't deserve to be on. She's feeling a little uncomfortable. Situations like that happen from time to time. Absolutely, indeed. This is very, 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 very unfortunate. But it reminds me. It reminds me of a certain relationship with a certain fan of a certain sport. (laughs) Talking to you, AEW stands. Oh, not fans, not fans, not fans. (laughs) You know, what did we do to you, my brother? I like, what did we do to you? I like the, I, 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 I I mean, I'm not a stand of AEW, and and that's, and I want to make this very clear. I, I like AEW. I'm a fan of the product. Now, I'm not a stand of AEW. I'm not a stand. What's the difference? But I like the product. the The difference between a fan and a stand is clearly mapped out by a rapper named Eminem. Now, a fan is someone who can appreciate a product, appreciate a person, 
appreciate a genre of music in a very healthy way. I can listen to this song. I can listen to this podcast. I can watch this sport, root for my team, and go about my business, live my life. A stand becomes obsessive. They become enamored. They wake up, they think, eat, breathe, and sleep, whoever they are obsessed with, or whatever they are obsessed with. AEW stands. All 20% of you guys, because I know it's not a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of AEW fans. I'm not talking to the 80% of the AEW fans, me included. I'm talking to you 20%ers. Let me clear my throat. <clears throat> it's time to have a spiritual awakening. It's time to realize who you really are. You're not AEW stands. You are disgruntled ex-WWE stands. Wow. It's highly <laughs> unfortunate to see. Let me repeat wow. that. Let me repeat that. You are not AEW stands. Hey, yo. You are disgruntled ex-WWE stands. You don't really care about the 30-minute competitive matches with zero to no payoff due to no storylines. You don't really care about that. You don't. You're just really heartbroken. And you found something. You found an alternative product that's really near and dear to you. Because the last product you used to watch really broke your heart. You're really just angry because your favorite wrestling company betrayed you at some point. And you had to leave. You had to say, I can't watch you anymore. And you were really upset. You started, you started finding other alternative products. You, you dated around. You mean you, you watch New Japan here and there. You watch TNA. You know, <laughs> you watched a few indie shows. You know, <laughs> but then you found AEW, and you're like, "Wow, kind of reminds me of this one company I used to rock with." Except they're really wrestling again, and they have a few of the characters that used to be on the old show. Does it sound familiar to the, to the reference that I was bringing in? You found a new girlfriend. And instead of deciding to like it healthily, you said, I'm going to obsess over it. And I'm going to compare it to everything that my last girlfriend did. And believe me, I know. I get it. I, I started watching wrestling when I was seven years old, bro. Seven years old. I remember the Attitude Era. I remember the Ruthless Aggression Era. Not perfect, but it was really good. We had some great matches, some great times. But at a certain point, it started betraying us. Vince McMahon was sniffing a lot of cocaine, wearing do-rags, <laughs> putting Cena on the highest of all highest mountains. Nobody could win, and when they did win, it didn't really feel like a win. Nope. It got cheesy, repetitive, and you had to make the hard decision to leave. To say, I'm not going to do this anymore. I have too much self-respect. AEW stands. The truth is, you hate WWE more than you like AEW. I will repeat, you hate mm -hmm. WWE mm -hmm. more than you like 
AEW. And how how could you not? It was your first love. It's the first first thing that you ever became enamored with. And you couldn't really get over it. Not because you got broken up with, but because you had to do the breaking up. You had to stand up for yourself and say, this isn't working out for me anymore. I'm going to bring back my relationship, my relationship uh, comparison. Now, you know, when you become obsessed with a new love, right? You know what starts happening when you move on? I'm going to quote Drake. And then when you leave her, that's when she popped back up. She starts doing things that kind of seem like, oh, maybe you're getting it together. Maybe, uh, maybe you're starting to change your ways a little bit. Maybe you're, maybe you're starting to do things differently. That's WWE. You see what's happening now. You see that people are starting to, to, to tune back into the product a little bit more because, because the booking is, is starting to improve a little bit. You have this, this reluctancy, but you keep clenching on because you were so hurt before. You hated that despite how unappealing WWE became, they still made money. Your biggest feud, AEW stands, with your company, AEW, is with two former WWE superstars. Your biggest stars are former WWE superstars. The biggest draws in AEW history are former WWE superstars. The press conference announcing WWE couldn't lean on a Kenny Omega. It couldn't lean on the Young Bucks. No, 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 no. You needed a Cody Rhodes. <laughs> you needed a Chris Jericho. <laughs> you're, you're, you don't have a healthy relationship with your new girlfriend. AEW stands. You don't. You don't at all. And I'm here to let you know that it's okay. It's okay because the reality is that you're not really even an AEW stand. You're just a heartbroken ex-WWE fan. And I empathize with you. Please understand that this edge signing is okay. It's good for business. But a lot of y'all were hating on Edge for the last three years. And now you guys are opening him, opening up your arms with open, opening up yourself with open arms to him. And pause. the reason of that is because you're still heartbroken. Pause. Big pause. Big pause. pause. Giant pause. But the reason is, it's, it's only because you're still heartbroken. And I wish eternal healing to you, AEW stands. This is not healthy. So hopefully this enlightenment will allow you to understand your relationship with the new product that you decided to clamor to. That is my TED Talk. I'm out of here. <laughs> Brothers, give me some insight. Am I wrong? I already know Quan going. I mean, I already I'm going to be honest with you. you I'm going to be honest. You know Quan, Quan headed. Quan, man. I'm going to be honest. You're not entirely wrong because let's just face it. <laughs> Every AEW fan had to start somewhere. Most AEW fans just, they didn't start watching wrestling four years ago. At some point, they were watching WWE. And what you're describing to me sounds like a lot of resentment. We've all had resentment towards WWE at one point because our favorites weren't being pushed. We've had resentment because we saw guys that we loved get done so dirty that it just, it made us not want to watch the product again. So, when a new company was on the horizon, 
you saw a lot of diehard fans overnight. AW had diehard fans before they ever even had a show. The minute that company was announced, there were people out there getting AEW tattoos and like really calling themselves their number one fan. Yeah, and it's like, how are you the number one fan of a company that hasn't even had a show yet? So very clearly, you're not wrong in that saying <laughs> that a lot of, you know, AEW's biggest fans are just disgruntled ex-WWE fans. But I think that you are overplaying just how many of those people actually exist because i think there's a huge overlap i think there's a huge overlap of AEW and wwe fans and i'm proof of it because i love AEW. y'all know i love AEW, but i also love wwe and when collision is doing the numbers that they usually do and there's a wwe pay-per-view or a premium live event on you see a lot of that collision audience disappear because they're watching the wwe premium live event that right there is proof in the pudding that there's an overlap in the fan base. There are AEW fans that love WWE and there are WWE fans that love AEW. It's not just all people who just, you know, we all hate WWE because we, we watch the AEW. That's not, that's not the case. But like I said, you're not wrong. There are a lot of ex disgruntled WWE fans that, you know, they lean towards that AEW way. It just, it is what it is. That's life. WWE was the only promotion around for like life, 40 baby. years. So it's like, what can you do? That's life, baby. I feel like two Just companies saying. can coexist at the same time. It, it kind of reminds me of how the, 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 the talks about Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, can they exist or not? And then there's ex-Big Sean fans trying to come, you know, somewhere <laughs> new. Damn, who can I go? Who can I go with? Huh? Wow. Kendrick, J. Cole, I don't know, but you know they all like each other at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But I do agree with Sylvan when he says um, most of the stands are you know ex fans because I admit I fell off WWE around I want to say 09 or 2010 because it was just the same product. It got watered down. It wasn't what I loved anymore. So you know I took a break from it, but there wasn't another company I can go on to because TNA was declining as well so it, it was it was a lot going on man but um yeah AEW came they they set they uh they foot down um and it's been it's been great to me you know i i like both so i'm in between i also want to say that i started out at one point with AEW as a potential stand so i yes. want to I want to let you. I, I witnessed this. Twenty percent of those That's AEW stands know. That's a fact. That I was I. The reason I can speak to this is because that was me. <laughs> I remember hating WWE, bro. I couldn't let it go, and AEW gave me hope. I was like, you know what? This might be something I can clamor to. I could potentially become an AEW stand. And those first two years, two thousand nineteen to twenty twenty one. I got to see, bro, I always say it, Quan, Cooley, we were in Vegas. We were in Vegas for a, WWW, for a WWE event when we watched CM Punk debut at AEW. We were like, yo, this is a changing of the guard. Yeah. So I was one of those guys. You know what I mean? But I quickly realized that as soon as WWE started booking fire stuff, I was right back where I, I, was right back where I came from. I'm I'm a fickle man. I don't have you. I don't. 
it is what it is. I am fickle about a lot of things in life. I am, there are certain things I am loyal to. It's very, very, very specific things. Now I can count them on my hands. But the rest of life, fickle. I what did Daniel Bryan say? Fickle. fickle. He was talking about me. Fickle. I went back to where I came from. A lot of you AEW stands are just in denial. You're like you're like me, except you can't admit it. I can admit it to myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm a messed up kind of guy sometimes. You know what I mean? I'm on a spectrum a little bit when it comes to this wrestling stuff. Y'all just y'all just don't want to admit it and set yourself free. You don't have to chain yourself to this company. It's okay. We're all hurt. That's all I'm saying. Look, to me, I feel like it's it's very easy to decipher between the AEW fans and the AEW stands. Because an AEW fan will be happy that Adam Cole and MJF is headlining the biggest show of all time, quote unquote. But an AEW stand, they'll go the extra mile to say, oh, Adam Cole, when he was in WWE, they wanted him to be a manager and they didn't believe in him. But look at him now. And it's like, why do we even have to go that far? Why can't we just appreciate what they're doing now? (laughs) Why do we have to make this unnecessary comparison to what they were doing back then? And I feel like that's an easy way to decipher between an AEW fan and an AEW superstand. But at the end of the day, it's like it's, it's, it's Lakers and Clippers to me. It's Lakers and Clippers. Most Clipper fans, Max. most Clipper fans are really just ex Laker fans are super Laker haters. They hate the Lakers more <laughs> than they crazy. love the Clippers. <laughs> if they could. If they had the choice between the Clippers winning the championship versus the Lakers never winning a championship, they would probably choose the Lakers never winning a championship because they're bigger Laker haters than they are Clipper fans. Now, of course, there are some Clipper fans out there who really just grew up with the Clippers and they love the Clippers. But for the most part, that's just a whole lot of Laker haters over there, brother. It's life. It's life. I want them to get healing, man. Get get some healing, bro. Cause I was I was like y'all, I was like y'all. I was messed up in the game, you know, mourning over my ex girlfriend, obsessing over my new girlfriend, and now look at me, I can enjoy both. But look, we want to hear, <laughs> we want to hear I from the like, audience, I man. Feel like, yes. I feel like, now I was gonna say, I feel like these stands are uh, just mostly on the internet, though. They didn't, they didn't, they ain't out here in real life, man. Like I go to these shows, I see I see both kind of fans, you know. I see AEW shirts at WWE events, you know. We we chopping mm-hmm. it up. I don't see none of these stands in real life, man. It's all the internet. It's see, like that and, South and, Park meme. And that's the thing. Like when 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 I encounter wrestling fans at these events in in real life, it's not so combative and aggressive. Like wrestling fans are the sweetest people in the world. They're all embracing each other and it's, it's a fun time but then when we get home and we were online it, it turns into something else it turns into something else and i don't really understand why that's the case but i think that this is just what it is i don't think we're ever going to be able to <laughs> exist in a space that's not like this this is just what the wrestling community is going to be i don't know I, I really don't know why but hey i want to hear from y'all man how do y'all feel about AEW's super fans and AEW superstands. Is there a difference between a WWE hater and an AEW fan, or are they the same thing? Because Sylvan seems to believe 
<laughs> there is no difference. I think there's otherwise. I think that you know WWE. I didn't say that. Fit. I didn't say that. I didn't. I didn't say it's, that. I just. Sound, I just said you know. AEW stands. I didn't say fans. There's there's fans, but I'm talking to the AEW stands. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Like you know the stands, the 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 the, the 20% of the AEW appreciators. I don't know, man. That's that's I, I, I'm talking to them. I'm not talking to, about the person who can watch the product, enjoy it, love it, keep it pushing. You know, I'm talking about the the stands who swear by AEW and hate everything else. That's a stand, you know. Nicki Minaj got stands, man. If you ain't hey. if you ain't aligned with Nicki Minaj, if the Barb's, if you ain't aligned with the Barb's, and you ain't on Nicki's good side, everything else is terrible. Everybody else sucks. Everything else doesn't exist. And hey, there's a lot of stands like that for AEW, man. Yeah. But like I said, let same. us know something below, man. Is there a difference? Are AEW fans, AEW stands, are, are they the same? Are they different? Let us know how you feel about the situation. And if you were AEW stand, let us know that too. Because I, I ain't got no problem with y'all. I'm an AEW fan. So, you know, shout out to AEW. Edge is here. I know my brother Sylvan is low-key heard about it. <laughs> but it is what it is. Now, let's wow. switch gears. Let's switch gears to NXT. Let's switch gears to NXT because, um, you know, a couple months back, there was a Cody Rose documentary. And in that documentary, everybody's favorite creative, Triple H, he mentioned that, you know, nobody wanted to be a, a champion in a, a secondary promotion. That's what he called it. He called AEW a secondary promotion because WWE doesn't see AEW as competition, right? Like why would why would WWE see AEW as competition? Yeah, right. AEW is not competition. But next week AEW Dynamite is airing on Tuesday, the very same day that NXT airs. And you know what WWE is doing on that Tuesday? You know what WWE is doing to counter Edge's debut match in AEW? They loaded up the show with John Cena, Cody Rhodes, Paul Heyman, and Asuka. That's right. <laughs> the company that WWE does not see as competition is being combated against right now. WWE is very clearly loading up this show to counter AEW. I want to know, is WWE playing fair or is this some bullshit? Somebody tell me something. I've been saying this for months, maybe even a year. WWE is Jay-Z. AEW is Nas. Every time Nas trying to drop, Jay going to do something petty. He's going to do something petty. And now look what we have here. WWE being petty. Now, why would they do that? Why would they do because that? Because... Because they clearly the see AEW as competition. A superstar as big as Cody. Of course, of course. When the last time we seen a, a big superstar at, like Cody on NXT? Like when, bro? Like what are we talking about? Come on, man. It's clearly, John it's Cena. Clearly competition. John Cena for the first time ever is appearing on NXT magically on the very same day that AEW was airing head to head with NXT. John Cena is appearing over there. Cool. Cool. Like, 
Come on now. Come on, man. Are you telling me that WWE doesn't Come see on, AEW man. as competition? Are you still standing by that, Sylvan? Because um, this counter-programming definitely seems like it sends a whole different message. Just saying. Yeah. Yo, what were the uh, ratings for um, <laughs> AEW Dynamite this week? You know, a cool little 800. Know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. That's Dynamite like 800. Eight hundred thousand. Yeah, man. Um, yo, um, you know, I'm just really curious. What were the um, what were NXT's ratings this week? Uh, um, I, you know, I, I just, I, you know, I they did, they did. Like it was a like cool an extra sixty thousand. Eight twenty six. Yeah, eight twenty six. Something like that. Twenty six. Mm. Wasn't uh, Edge's debut this week? No, 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 no. That was Edge cutting a promo. No, this is different. Next one? week, there is Edge versus Luchasaurus. Oh, that, He's actually wrestling AE, in a match. That was his, He's wrestling. That was like his AE. He's that was wrestling. W Dynamite appearance. That was his debut Dynamite appearance, right? Like, first time ever being on AEW Dynamite was this week, right? Yeah. Okay. Comp. And NXT still. Uh, beat them by a cool t- 20,000. 20, nah, it's more than 20, that. 20,000. It's more than that, right, Cooley? Isn't it like 40,000? 60,000. 60,000. Cool 60,000 hey, viewers. Development. AEW won the important demographic, yeah, though. Let's not forget about uh, that. Let's not forget. I'm not, I'm not a demos guy. I'm not one of them no, Dave yeah, Meltzer, yeah, the demos, not, the demos, know, the demos. Yeah. But AEW did yeah. outdraw NXT in that demos number. Let's not forget. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody got to get a participa- a participation reward. So, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, let's not forget about, you know, the happy, the the good job award, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, what are we talking about? What are we talking yeah. about? We're talking about a company. What that are we has... talking about? We're talking about what a company. What did? <sighs> Ooh, what are we talking about, Quan? We're talking about a company claiming that they don't see another company as competition. Meanwhile, loading up their show on the same night that this other show was airing directly to take fans away from that company. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'd do the same thing if I was WWE because why would I want people to watch that? But I would admit it. I wouldn't pretend like I don't see them. I would I would call it like it is. Yeah, I'm loading up the show because your show is competitive against mine and I want to win that night. Okay. All right. So let's let's break this down. Now, when we're talking about when we're talking about confrontation, right? Because there's a difference between being competitive and having a confrontation. This is not competition. This is a confrontation being handled in a very, very succinct, slightly competitive way. I'll break this down for both of you brothers in this chat. Now, as far as I'm concerned, AEW Dynamite is going to be on Tuesday next week. Yep. yep. Who made that decision? Tony Khan, right? Yep. Who else? They sent that stray. They said, you know what? Yeah. And we're going to kill your NXT on Tuesday program event. WWE is responding, saying, no, you're not. Let me let me break this down, what this is really like. It's like when a young 50 Cent in 1999 did How to Rob. 
a young hungry MC coming onto the to the scene. You know, been working the underground for a while. This is the entire industry, but more specifically, he disses one of the hottest rappers in the game. Jay Z says, "What Jigga just sold? Like four million? Got something to live for? You know what I mean?" Jay's like, "Oh, all right, cool. You want to send a shot? That's fine. Cool. I'm gonna send one back at you." Now, you're not really competition, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on you. I'm just going to shout your name out at Summer Jam and embarrass you. I'm about a dollar. What the? It's 50, it's 50 cent. cent. I'm embarrass you. I'm going to spank you a little bit. You know what I mean? That's what this is. Oh, you want to you wanna act like y'all, y'all can do something? Like y'all, can really t- like y'all can really touch us? Like y'all can really rock with us? Don't be disrespectful. We gonna put you in your place. It's no difference than being than having a be, having a drug dealer and having your strip being the biggest drug dealer on the block, having your strip jumping and you see the little homies peddling. You know what I mean? You letting them live, do do their little thing. You know what I'm saying? But you know they they know they they haven't been on the block as long as you have, and then they start trying to move in on your corner. And you like, oh, all right. Well, you know now we gonna have to you know we gonna have to embarrass you, and then your homies end up getting shot. And you can't do anything about it because you ain't got nothing to do. You ain't got nothing that can go against him. This is what this is. This is not competition. This is, I'm going to spank that ass a little bit. Pause, pause, pause. Super pause, man. (laughs) Pause. Wow. But that's all this is. Just pure, pure confrontation. We, We addressing the problem head on. This ain't competition, man. I'm sorry. It's petty. You got to be able to win in order to be competitive. You gotta it's, have the it, capacity to be able to beat somebody to be competitive. This is just pettiness. This is WWE pettiness, and I get it. Like I said, I understand it because I'm I'm petty. I would do the same thing. But if WWE weren't petty, they would just put out NXT, the same NXT they put on TV every week, and not pay AEW no mind. So the fact that they're loading up this show, it tells me that they're aware of what's going on. They see it. They see it because this is the de- developmental. I know people try to talk about that whole third brand rebranding thing but no this is a developmental this is developmental because when wrestlers get hired with zero experience they don't show up on raw they don't show up on smackdown they show up in the pc they show up on nxt so this is a a developmental show and it's featuring john cena (laughs) a 30-year veteran it's featuring cody rhodes with an important announcement (laughs) What are we doing? It's it's very obvious that oh, they're loading it. up this show to counter program AEW. And I'm not mad team. at it. It makes so much sense. I'm not mad at it. I would just like for people to admit what it is. AEW's AEW is doing their thing and WWE it is, is what clearly it is, aware baby. of it. And they're trying to rain on their parade. It's not they're not wrong for it. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just calling it petty. Bro. Bruh, it just sounds like AEW's trying to rain on WWE's parade. They're just like, what? oh, we have Edge. We have one of your we have one of your former biggest wrestlers of all time. It's time for us right. to be confident enough to be get to actually <laughs> it's time for AEW to actually be confident enough to play ball. You know how many times I've been like, yo, y'all should just move y'all WW y'all um AEW dynamite from Wednesdays to Tuesdays and really start competing. Yeah, facts. But now that you got a former, you know, WWE champion, oh, now you want to be a big dog. And you know what? I want to address all you IWC fans who are like, oh, well, if WWE doesn't see them as competition, well, this is it all of the time. Let's talk about it for real. If you send me a shot, I'm going to send one back at you. I'm not going to take your shot 
and be like, oh, yo, that was cool. This ain't, bro, this ain't, this ain't fair. Life isn't fair. What did Vince McMahon, say, say, Vince McMahon said, say on that one famous promo? Life sucks, and then you and die. Then you die. <laughs> Y'all want fairness. Y'all want fairness in a competitive sport? And y'all want to be competitive with someone that you can't be competitive with. You you had AEW had all this time to go head to head with WWE. Y'all ducked them shots. Y'all knew what time it was. Y'all knew y'all couldn't do it. But now that y'all got Edge, yeah, I'm gonna call him Edge. <laughs> now that y'all got Edge, y'all feel confident enough <laughs> to move to Tuesdays. Y'all, you know what y'all sound like? Y'all sound like some suckers. Y'all sound like Big fish in a small pond energy. But it makes sense because you're a secondary promotion. And I'm only talking this way to y'all because for some reason, this narrative keeps getting brought up. And I have to defend it. I have to defend it. I have to call one. I have to once again be the bearer of bad news. I have to once again say facts. You're delusional. You are seeing things. You are out of your mind. You need to get help. You need to see somebody. You need to think about your life. You need to get therapy. Because for some reason, you think that because you signed a former WWE champion that you can now compete with a 40-year-old billion-dollar company. So you move to Tuesdays to compete with their developmental platform. And you still are going to lose. Because you can't win. And you know why you're going to lose? Because you lost this week. You lost this week when your client, Edge, I'm going to keep calling him Edge, showed up for his AEW Dynamite debut, and you still lost to NXT. <laughs> you all need to get some help. I beg of you. Please do not bring this up to me. Do not bring this narrative to the uh, – and you know what? All of you esteemed bloggers – I ain't going to call y'all by names because we ain't big enough to hold our own. But all you esteemed bloggers Yo. who perpetuate this narrative, y'all the problem too. Because I already know what time it is with y'all, and we're going to keep it at that. But this is a false narrative. There is no competition. That's my TED Talk. You know what, all right, man? man. I was <laughs> just literally <laughs> crashed out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, why I just crash out like that? <laughs> you crashed all the way out, my brother. God damn. Yo, hey, I was... bro, I went Kanye West, yo. Oh my god, to the wire. <laughs> Look, I was trying to, I was trying to be devil's yo, advocate because I'm an AW fan, so I was trying to play devil's advocate. But look, at the end of the day, it's so funny to me. It's so funny to me how the narrative is AW, the entire company, versus NXT. What about AEW versus the entire WWE? Like, if we're going to talk about a comparison Jeez. or a competition, we can't just keep – like, I'm sorry, AEW fans. I'm, I'm, a, I'm on y'all's side. I'm an AEW fan. I love AEW. I think AEW is the superior product to WWE most nights. Most nights. But if we really want to be competitive in this space, we can't just keep putting this entire company versus the least watched WWE brand. At some point, we got to look at those dynamite numbers and then look at them SmackDown numbers or them Raw numbers. We can't just keep comparing this entire company full of stars against a show whose biggest star is Braun Breaker. 
Baron Corbin, like at some point, we just got to be true with ourselves. Like, yeah, AEW is in a competitive space with WWE, but like we know what it is. We know what it is. WWE's been around for 40 years. This is a brand new company. We should just be happy that we're even in this space to begin with. We ain't got to talk like we're going to topple the giant because we not. We not. This is David versus Goliath. Just be happy with throwing rocks, man. Like, come on, man. What are we doing? And with that said, <laughs> they ain't comparing with SmackDown. Remember? Come on, man. What are we talking about, man? What is we talking about, man? Let's keep it a beanstalk, yo. What is we talking about, bro? <laughs> hey, this is just a developmental brand. That's crazy, man. What we, that's crazy. Hey, but look, shout out to AEW, man. I, I still love AEW. I think that we're doing some super dope things. <laughs> And you know, Edge is Edge is here. Adam Copeland yeah, is here. AEW's so hopefully, dope, hopefully he can get us to that next level. This is the perfect person to fill the void that CM Punk left. But we know what it is. CM Punk nice. is about to show up in WWE, and then it's gonna be hell all over again. Mm-hmm. So let's just enjoy this moment while we got it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how long it's gonna last. I don't. I don't. I don't. But shout out to Edge. Shout out to AEW. Listen, now. listen. Let me say something real quick, man. Let me let me say something real quick. If CM Punk shows up at Survivor Series, I'm going crazy because I tweeted this the day he got fired. I'm just saying. I'm the I'm the new guy now. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. That's all I'm going to say. As much as I didn't want to see CM Punk or as much that I claimed that I didn't want to see CM Punk, fellas. I think I want to see CM Punk. I got to admit, I want to see CM Punk yeah. in WWE. It's just, it makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. And it looks like that's, that's uh, Dave Meltzer is p- reporting that they're in talks. They're in talks. It looks like this might be going down. And you know what? As much as I hate to say it, I'm strapped in. I'm strapped in. Uh, who, what, what, what battle rapper is that? I'm strapped in. Because that's me right now. I'm strapped in. Is that twerk? But, uh, New Jersey twerk? New Jersey twerk? Yeah, it's twerk. Yeah, it's twerk. Twerk. Yeah. I'm strapped in. I'm strapped in. Pause that twerk, by the way. Though. Strapped in. That's strapped in and twerk. That's pause. both pause. Big yeah. pause. Big pause. Yeah. Big pause. It's like, that's crazy. But yeah. I want to hear from y'all, my brothers. <laughs> Let me know. Is AEW competition <laughs> to WWE? Or, you know, or, you know, or is it just it is what it is? And, you know, WWE is the big dog and they can't be challenged. Let us know below. If you if you if you want to scream at us, because you, you probably do, I'm sure the AW stands are gonna scream at us for this. Hey, get all them screams out. We still love you, my brothers. Now, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Let's get into the Cooley's rundown. Cooley, let us know what's going on in the world of wrestling. Listen, we got a, we got a lot to talk about this week of wrestling. And I want to start it off, you know, uh paying homage to to Kofi, you know. Um, this week just passed the fourth year anniversary of the heartbreaking loss that this man took from the killer Brock Lesnar (laughs) in seconds, in like three seconds, four years later, it's been, you know, four years later. How do we feel about this decision? Me personally. I hate it. Not saying that the decision was wrong, 
But three seconds? Come on, man. He he deserved he deserved like a good two three minute match. What is we talking about, man? My guy couldn't even get a punch in, man. I was at the show with my homie, man. I was at the show. Place went quiet. It was crazy, <laughs> dog. My guy was like, F I done. Crazy, man. But what do you guys think, man? <sighs> Touchy subject. I'm gonna let you take that still hey, and yo, I'm scared. Just, I'm scared. Hey, yo, the, I'm reason scared. Why, <laughs> the reason why <laughs> hey, the reason <laughs> The reason the reason this is so crazy, by the way, is because we have had this conversation off air and this is uh, look, I'ma just I'ma just come out and say it, man. Look. It was the wrong decision. It was it was the wrong decision. It was cheap heat. Granted. I'm going to keep it a beanstalk. I love Kofi Kingston. I'm glad he got his reign. I'm glad he got the title. I'm glad Kofi Mania happened. I'm glad the people were behind him. But me personally, I wasn't like, yo, I I am like completely enamored with this run, right? It wasn't the most incredible run of all time, but it was a solid run. A lot of championship runs aren't the best runs of all time or incredible runs at that or runs that you really remember. I mean, Seth Rollins is having an amazing run now, but you know, a lot of his championship runs in the past haven't been memorable or great at that, right? No dig to Kofi. But what happened between him and Brock Lesnar, man, was like, it's just embarrassing. Like, look, you can, you can, you can beat Kofi Kingston. You can, you can whoop him. You can spend five minutes just throwing him all over the place. Pause. And we all know that, like, at the end of the day, Brock Lesnar is going to beat Kofi Kingston. But the fact that he lost three seconds flat, and then the fact that Kofi Kingston really just hasn't been able to really recover from that, and he hasn't seen Kofi Mania since, it's just like, it's just really disheartening, man. And I, I feel like it was a bad decision, and I still stand by that. Uh, it lives in infamy, but it wasn't worth it, in my opinion. That's just how I see it. I mean, no, shout to you, well, Kofi, you my black brother. How you feeling, Quan? So, oh, I know how you. So feeling. obviously, <laughs> I love Kofi Kingston. I love. <laughs> chill, 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 chill. Listen, I love Kofi Kingston. I love Kofi Kingston, and I think that it was a bad decision for the simple fact that Kofi Kingston deserved to go out better than that man. Like Kofi Kingston didn't deserve to go in there and lose in mere seconds after finally get getting rewarded for all that he put into that company. To go out there and lose in mere seconds to Brock Lesnar, that was foul. That was foul for my brother. But at some point, we got to come clean. We know what this was. We know what this was. WWE, they wanted to make a moment. They wanted to make a moment. And five years later, I can't tell you what else happened on that show because I don't remember. I think The Rock might have returned or something, but I don't know what he did because I don't remember. But you know what I do remember? I remember Kofi Kingston getting F5'd and losing that title in mere seconds, which means WWE created the moment they were looking for. So I'm not saying it was the right decision. I'm not saying it was the wrong decision. I know it was the wrong decision for my man Kofi because he didn't deserve that. But at the end of the day, WWE wanted a moment and they got a moment. This is show business. It's about monetization. It's about engagement. The fact that we still engage with this moment five years later it means that it worked out in WWE's favor. It didn't work out in Kofi's favor, and I wish that, you know, Kofi would have went out better than that because, again, I love Kofi. But WWE, 
They did what they Love did, and it worked. It worked. It worked in their favor. I'm sorry. Uh, we love man. you, Kofi. We're yeah, sorry. we love you, Kofi. We're man. really sorry. We're sorry, man. Hey, man. I mean, but um, speaking of our black kings, I'm going to take you guys on a roller coaster ride, all right? We're going up. We're about to go up. We're about to go up. So, Trick Williams defeated Dominic Mysterio for the North American Championship, <sighs> right? All right? Oh, here's the curve going down. We're going down right now. He lost it right back to him two days later. <laughs> What are we doing? What, what what's going on? I, he didn't deserve that, man. He, what was the point of that? Now, see, I don't so the understand. thing is with this Kofi Kingston situation. Like, even though we were pissed about it, I was upset about it, but like I understood it because at the end of the day, WWE wanted to make a moment, and they got a moment. This Trick Williams situation makes no sense because they yeah. didn't make a moment. They made nothing. He won the title, and then he lost it two days later. It made absolutely no sense. They didn't get a moment out of it. It was very unnecessary. If that was the case, he shouldn't have won the title in the first place. What was the point of that? They did our brother dirty. I feel like they did him worse than they did Kofi, to be honest. Like, what? What? Why? Yeah, I don't know, bro. I will say, um, look. Definitely don't agree with this decision, but it does seem a little reactionary. And I I'm hoping that the reason this is happening is because Trick is being called up to the main roster. And I mean, that's just being real. I think Trick is impressive. Well, he's like six, seven or six, nine. What, what, how tall is Trick? I think he's like, like six, six, four, six, five. five. Yeah. Six, four. Yeah. Six, five, six, five. I mean, he comes out and the crowd is just, you know, you know, whoop that trick. Like everybody's talking about him. Like, you know, look, one, one, look, man, at the end of the day, this guy is really over. And I think maybe somebody from, you know, from over at WWE, maybe Vince is taking a look and being like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 what's going on over there? You know, and probably wants to bring him up. We, we also saw trick on raw not too long ago, which was, which took me by surprise. Cause we haven't even seen Carmelo on raw. You know, no, I would thought yeah. Carmelo would have been on Melo Raw. Melo was on Raw or... once. He, he he wrestled Finn Balor, and it was it was a decent match. I don't remember. Pretty solid. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. You know what I'm saying? But I remember Trick <laughs> on, on Raw, and uh, I was like, dang, Trick is on Raw before Melo? I mean, that's crazy. That, I mean, that's not the case, clearly, because I, I just didn't remember. So, I mean, I think the, the switch in the title was because they're like, you know what? Let's get, let's get Trick on the main roster, find a way to get him on, and, you know, get, actually – move this upstream um that's how i feel but i could be wrong i don't know but it, it, either way if that's not the case if he's not coming to the main roster then i don't know why they did this this it was, was just pointless. stupid this is super dumb. just had him man. lose to dom in the first place stupid. right right Dummy. <laughs> but uh speaking of that north american championship uh i know you guys know that mustafa ali was supposed to be you know Competing for that championship at No Mercy, at, uh, no Mercy before his shocking release. Mm. I'm going to just put it like this, man. They've been doing Ali dirty for so long, man. It's crazy. I remember he was replaced by Kofi back in 2019 at Elimination Chamber for because uh, he was injured. Uh, mm. I remember he was supposed to win a Money in the Bank. But Vince McMahon literally changed his mind before the match. I don't know what Vince got against Ali, but it's crazy, bro. He been doing dirty for for years, man. I'll so, tell you why. him getting dropped. <laughs> Whoa! 
him getting dropped before No Mercy is is insane. He could have been champion, man. Now, I will say, what if he didn't get dropped? Do you guys think he would have won? I mean, so apparently... Won, would Dom still get the title right back? So, here's my theory. My theory is that Mustafa Ali was going to win that North American championship and probably hold it for a while. But because he got released so abruptly, they didn't really know what to book in creative. And they just said, you know what, let's just go with the next man and let's put the title back. Uh, or let's put the title on Trick Williams. So Trick Williams wins the title. But then they realized, you know what, we didn't really have plans for Trick being the champion because our plans were geared around Mustafa Ali. So let's just undo this and put the title back on Dominic Mysterio. And that's my theory. I don't know if that's how it actually went down, but that's just how I'm assuming. But at some point, man, we just got to we just got to we just got to give our flowers to Mustafa Ali, man, because he's been through so much on this main roster. Like you said, he got replaced man. by Kofi, and then Kofi Mania happened. That could have been Ali Mania as easily as it was Kofi Mania, but he got replaced by Kofi. And then he was supposed to win the Money in the Bank um, briefcase, and Vince changed his mind at the last second, had Brock Lesnar win it. <clears throat> it's like, yo, why are we doing Mustafa Ali so dirty? And then he got released while he was in the middle of a storyline? Like, come on, man. What did Ali do? Yeah. Who did Ali piss off? I'll tell you what he did. I'll tell you who he pissed off. Who he pissed off? Exactly why Ali isn't where he was supposed to be at. He pissed off Vince McMahon. Mm. Ali was standing up for himself, man. And you don't do that in WWE. You don't do that backstage, man. Vince McMahon was giving this man some of the worst gimmick ideas of all time. And Ali wasn't running with that. And Vince from that moment on was like, nah. I don't rock with this guy because the way Vince, the way Vince moves, man, like he wants to see if you have the ability to take whatever he gives and make it into something more. You know, when we look at the new day, right. New day was trying to come in and initially they were like, <clears throat> we're going to come in on some like black militant stuff, you know, taking over, you know what I mean? Basically nation of domination type vibes, mm-hmm. you know, off that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what they initially wanted to do. And then, Vince was like, pastors, we're going to make you gospel pastors. And they were like, um, all right, I guess we'll figure it out. And then they got it over. They got it over in the craziest way ever. They, they took that whole gimmick and ran with it, <clears throat> ran with it and made it their own and got it over. And that gained Vince's respect because he took an idea that he had and made it into his own. The Undertaker. I mean, he had... Undertaker back, a lot of people don't know, but the Undertaker back in like the early 90s was a terrible gimmick. It was just like, what yeah. is this? But Taker took it and made it his own. He made it valuable. I think Ali ran into a space where he didn't want to be represented a certain way. And Vince was just like, all right, well, if you ain't trying to work with me like that, well, then psh, whatever. We'll give you some stuff, but it ain't about to be, you ain't about to get the priority around here. I don't care how good you are because Vince is about that respect, man. He, he wants to see if you can take what he can give and make it something more. And if, I don't think Ali was willing to represent himself in any in a way that Vince wanted him to represent himself in. You know how Vince be giving up them terrible gimmicks, especially around race. It can be it can be tricky, man. So Ali, you the greatest, yeah. man. For real. Shout out to Ali, I'm glad. man. I can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah, for real. Shout out to Ali, man. 
Now, Mr. Five Star Dave Meltzer, he's reporting that a lot of ex WWE talent feel moving over to AEW was a step down. Ooh. <laughs> and are waiting to jump back over to WWE. Now, who do we think that, that ex WWE talent is? I'm going to say Billy Gunn. That's, that's <laughs> Shut the. Get out of here, man. It's not Billy Gunn. Look, we all know who this is. We all know who this is. Let's just be honest. <laughs> we know we know Malachi Black, aka Alistair Black, is one of them. But we got to come clean. Yeah, yeah. Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews sees his girl Rhea over here running around with Dominic Mysterio, holding hands and kissing him on his cheek, and he mm. like, you know what? He wanted to come home and get his girl together. He's tired of being over yeah. at AEW and just happen to watch his girlfriend run around with this dude. If I was Buddy Murphy, I would want to be back in the WWE just so I can keep tabs on my shorty. So I'm 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 willing to bet that Buddy Matthews is one of those. And I also think that Miro is one of those. Cause oh, and Andrade. Because Andrade Definitely. literally tried to get fired on purpose. Oh, like he, snap. He punched Sammy Guevara yeah. in the face because he was trying to get fired. And Tony Khan pretty much told him, we're not firing you because we know what you're trying to do. So I would bet that Andrade is one of the main people who wants to go. That's Him, Miro, Buddy Matthews. Oh, Yeah. Man, I'm pretty sure Andrade also seeing Santos and being like, that was supposed to be me. I was supposed to right. be Santos. You know what I mean? And it's just like. No, sir. I mean, look, I get it. I get why they went to AEW when they did, man. WWE was looking like a cesspool of creative poop by the time Miro and Malachi Black and all those guys either got released or just decided to move on. And the tides have changed. And I, I don't blame them. I don't blame any one of them, honestly. I mean, Miro, you know, as bad as he was being booked at WWE, I think he's being booked worse at AEW. Facts. Uh, you know, Buddy Matthews, I mean, it's kind of the same, quite honestly. I mean, he was kind of floundering WWE's, floundering in AEW. Um, Malachi Black is it's really unfortunate because I felt like when he was about to actually start turning up at WWE, he got released. And it was just like, dang, like, you know, what Jeez. is this? And, you know, it's, it's tough. You go to WWE and then I mean, you go to AEW after that and then you find out the guy who really believes in you is running the company now and you got to sit here for like another five years and figure out when you're going to get TV time and deal with the politics. It's tough. Nice. That's it's tough. Nice. It's tough. So, um, I guess you guys don't think Billy Gunn's on that list. You know, Billy Gunn is Billy Gunn making too much smart, money over there just to stand around and do yeah, scissor me poses with his homies. So like, he ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah. He making it back. Mm-hmm. But, yo, uh, speaking of AEW, man, hey, they getting criticized. Um, and that's because that spot that happened on Dynamite where Kenny Omega took an unprotected chair shot to his head. Oh, my God. It was so insane, dog. I'm like, what's going on here? Now, I want to ask you guys, is this is there still a place for these type of spots in pro wrestling? And I feel like we talked about this like a couple months ago. And it's pointless. Like, what are we doing? What are we risking? Like, stop it. We don't need no more CTE guys wa- walking around, you know, acting crazy like AB from the Steelers, you know what I'm saying? We don't need that. Like, that's crazy, dog. What's going on here, man? Jesus. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, Cooley. I think that there is 
not really a place for unprotected chair shots to the head in today's wrestling community. It's just, it's unnecessary and it's dangerous. It's super dangerous. Like you can really take years out of off your life getting hit in the head with chairs. But I also think that we're kind of overreacting on this whole situation because Don Callis didn't hit Kenny Omega that hard. Like we acting like he gave him one of those the rock mankind chair shots to the head and like straight up knocked his teeth out or something. Like he barely hit him in the head. This was like this was like in rock WCW Lesnar. when Conan got hit in the head with a chair by um Hulk Hogan. Y'all remember that? He just walked past him and he's just like Bop. Yeah, I remember that. He just went yep. <laughs> like come on now we're, we're acting like he destroyed Kenny Omega's life Kenny Omega's fine so I think we are overreacting but I do want to see less chair shots to the head because like Cooley said we don't want to see too many more Antonio Browns out here it's it's too dangerous it's it. yeah I, I definitely don't want to see too many chair shots to the head in general um, my issue isn't really with the head shot it's just I don't my main issue with that segment, because I was watching it myself, and I just don't understand how you even sell something like that. And I felt like I saw it on Kenny's face when he got hit. It's like you're getting tied to the ropes with two monsters on each end holding you to the ropes. And Don Callis hits you with this chair. And it's like I could tell it was like he was confused on how to sell it because it's like you're still yeah. hung up to the ropes. And like, do you just fall asleep or do you just act like you're paralyzed and you're it's like I could tell I could tell in his face that he just didn't know what to do. And I think that was the main thing for me. It's like, bro, how are you even going to sell this? Like, this is a weird position to be in. Like, and so, I mean, but I do think I do think like I agree with Quan. I think people are overreacting. Um, That chair shot wasn't as vicious. And um, also AEW's brand and what makes AEW. a lot of their fabric is um, having more having more danger in a lot of danger components in their programming. So it's all that. It's really safe. It's really safe, man. Like I don't, I didn't see anything wrong with it besides how uh, Kenny was selling it, which is weird. But yeah, you know, shouts to y'all, man. Shouts to Kenny. Shouts to them, man. Shouts, shouts to, Don. to Kenny. Shouts to Kenny. Now, DIY. Y'all know where I'm going, right? Yep. Y'all remember DIY? Yeah. They ain't yep. been seen in what four or five years? It's been a while, yeah. right? Where well, you, you know, this past Monday on Raw, they reunited <laughs> after Johnny oh Gargano's God. surprise return. <laughs> Is this a big deal or who cares? Uh, you know, me, me personally, me personally, I I'm not interested. It, you know, it is what it is. Ooh. It happened. It happened. That's just me. Come on. Come no, on. no knock. No knock. No knock. But that's just me, man. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Get it over. Get it over. John, get it over. Man. And, you know, we'll revisit. All right. So, look, Johnny Gargano is a very talented wrestler. And Tommaso Ciampa is a super duper talented wrestler. They're both very talented wrestlers. Now, Champa, I can see him being a major player in the future just because of his look and also on that microphone, he can go. Johnny Gargano, uh, he leaves a lot more to be desired. Let's just put it that way. So I almost see 
reforming DIY as a step down for Tommaso Ciampa just because I feel like he can do a lot better as a solo guy. I mean, we saw the match with Gunther this Monday. Him and Gunther went in there and had a banger. I want to see more of that from Tommaso Ciampa. I don't want to see him running around smiling with Johnny Gargano. I'm sorry. Johnny Gargano seems like a guy to me who would prosper somewhere like AEW or even in New Japan. But in WWE, so far, Mm. his run has just not been... It has not been memorable. It has not been anything to write home about. His time in NXT was cool, but other than that, we don't care. We don't care. I'm sorry. We don't care. I want to care because he's talented, but I don't care. We don't care. Yeah. Here's my thing. <clears throat> Here's my thing. And I'm I'm gonna actually take this a little I'm gonna take this a step further, actually. Um I even feel that way when it kind of comes down to Austin in, in a lot of ways. I feel like, you know, and, and granted, right, Austin has to look. Austin Theory has to look. He's one of those guys, like, you know, but character-wise, he's still not there yet. He, we still got to figure out who he is at his core and, like, what makes him stick. He just has all the components to be the top guy that Tommaso and, and Johnny Gargano don't have. But he ain't got a character, you know what I mean? Tommaso doesn't really have a character. Johnny Gargano doesn't really have a character. They're just guys that are really talented in their own right. Now, mm. Austin is more talented. He's more talented. Mm. He's more poised. He has more components. But they, they, these guys don't have characters like that. If we're being real, they just have the they just have the attributes. So forming so- DIY to me is like this. Probably should have been done earlier on, in my opinion. They should have leaned on the the they should have leaned a lot of NX, a lot of the NXT relationships that made them so like that made them as compelling there should have been transferred immediately from a booking standpoint onto the main roster. But nah, they try to give these guys main pushes and it's just like now all of it's getting it lost in translation and it's all coming back around to where they started because it wasn't working out. <laughs> and that's all I'm saying. Go on, yo, Henry. I definitely awesome, I, I can't I can't agree with Austin Theory and Tommaso Ciampa not having characters, especially Tommaso Ciampa. Now, Tommaso Ciampa hasn't really been able to show much on the main roster because he's been in and out. And when he was around, they had him running with the Miz for some super weird reason. But in NXT, if you watched NXT when Tommaso Ciampa was NXT champion, he definitely has a character. That man's is a psycho killer. He just they haven't really given him a chance to prove that. And I feel like. Austin Theory, he doesn't really have a distinguishable gimmick, but I wouldn't say he's characterless. Characterless would be Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano, I can't, I can't even tell you any <laughs> wrestling qualities about Johnny Gargano other than the, the fact that he's really good at wrestling, which is fine. That's why I'm saying he would, he would prosper in a place like AEW where that's super appreciated because being really good at wrestling is cool, but I don't know if that's enough to get people behind you. When he returned on Monday, let's not let's not lie. The crowd didn't make much noise. The crowd kind of went mild. They nah. they barely cheered. Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. Big Gargano. <laughs> yeah, man. So you know, don't get it over. Get it over. You know, get it over. You know, DIY is back. Like, get it over, and we'll be right back here. You know, praising your praises. But right now, it's just kind of like, well. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Like we not. It is what it is. Yeah, you gotta get it. You gotta get it tapped in, man. And where's Dexter Loomis? Shout out to them boys, though, man. Where is real. Dexter Loomis? Oh, Sin and wow. Clearing. 
Sin and catering. Yo, that's crazy. They ruined that though. They ruined. They ruined that. Like that was Dexter's WWE moment. booking. That wasn't Dexter. Like Hunter, whoever was in charge of that storyline, y'all butchered it. You guys literally ruined it. Y'all had yeah, gold that's crazy. And y'all decided to turn it into poop. So, well, there's Shame. that. You know, there's that. Now for my last topic, I want to um, shout out Dragonoff uh, at NXT. He won the championship, defeating Carmelo Hayes. Match was crazy. Yo, this match was so insane. Now, I want to uh, ask you guys, what do you guys think is next for Melo? Is it time for him to move up? You know, take that elevator to the penthouse, the main roster? Or should he just stay at NXT and, you know, do his due diligence there still? Um, I might sound, this might sound messed up. This might sound, <laughs> this might sound messed up, but. I want him to stay at NXT right now, you know, because I feel like the, it's, it's booming right now. And I feel like the more people that's going to the main roster right now, it, it might get a little watered down over there at NXT. Who else they going to have over there, you know? Uh, Dragunov, Melo, Trick. Um, it's a lot of them boys Bron. over there, man. They doing a thing, you know? So, Braun. Yeah, Braun going crazy. Um, and I also feel like, you know... It's unfinished business with Mellow and Trick. I don't know. I think something is brewing up. But can two black that's wrestlers coexist? You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's just me. I feel like, you know, why not stay at NXT for a little while right now? I think I'm on board. I'm on board with you, Cooley. I would rather see Mellow stay in NXT than come up to the main roster. But it's not so much because I feel like NXT would miss him. I just feel like there would not be a lot for him to do on the main roster right now because the main roster is loaded. It's stacked. And there's still so many guys that are waiting for a push. Guys like Bronson Reed, Grayson Waller. Like, we don't have room to push everybody. And if Melo gets called up, he might just be sitting on the sidelines for a little while and not doing a whole lot. And I don't want that for Melo. So at least until we got a spot for him to shine, let's just keep him in NXT and let him keep doing his thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we all gonna agree on this one. I think I think Melo is nice. I think he's ready to go to the main roster, but I mean look, man, what we throwing around John Cena and Cody Rhodes going to NXT. We got, you know, rumors of uh of returning CM Punk. Like we got Jay Cargo about to come onto the main roster. There's so much happening, man. And not to mention uh rumors of a uh, there's so many rumors of so many people coming back that it's just like, bro, like if he comes to the main roster, what what, what are we really going to do with you? Like, keep yeah. getting your stats over at NXT. Keep killing it. Um, keep sharpening your skills. And I think once WWE kind of figures out what they're going to do with this large influx, we can revisit it. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want him to get lost in translation. There's too many NXT guys, in my opinion, who've already come to the main roster that are just floundering. I mean, we were talking about them not too long ago. So Right. Like, Jinder Mahal's yeah, in the sheer group. Sorry, we ain't man. seen them do anything. Uh, Odyssey Jones, he's been on the main roster. We haven't Odyssey. seen him doing anything. Apollo Crews, he's been back on the main roster. We haven't seen him do anything. So it's like, Melo got to stay down there. And we can't forget, NXT, they don't really have a home right now. Once that deal is up, they haven't signed a new TV deal. So <laughs> until they get that new deal, it's probably smart to keep around one of their biggest stars. So Melo NXT, baby. Right. NXT yeah. need a new uh, another show, man. They do. They got to make some moves, man. It's too yeah. much of a roster. Yeah, right. it's too much of a roster, man. It's too imploded. 
You know what? Actually, NXT does have two shows. They have a level up. It's on Peacock. It's like all the super early developmental guys. They wrestle. Oh on yeah. It. yeah, they have that. Level up is on Peacock. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Sheesh. Never mind. Right, well, appreciate <laughs> you for that, Cooley. Well, yeah, that was a fun rundown, man. Take thank you for taking us on this journey through our wrestling. Now, y'all know what time it is. It's time for the Black Wrestler of the Week. Every episode, we like to, you know. Give our flowers to our favorite black wrestlers, both past and present. And on this episode, you know, I originally was going to go with Two Cold Scorpio, an ECW legend. But you know what? I want to do something a little different. <laughs> I want to go with a guy Damn. who we haven't mentioned in a very long time. I want to go Sheesh. with the alpha male Monty Brown. We don't talk about Monty Brown much these days. The alpha mm. male Monty Brown is a TNA yeah. legend. His pounce finisher was almost as incredible as his catchphrase, the pounce, period. Wow. <laughs> he had a yeah. chance at WWE Damn, where he, you know, he rebranded as Marcus Corvon, and it, it, it went well for him. He was killing on the ECW brand in WWE, but for some reason it just didn't work out. He ended up getting released, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not an active wrestler anymore. The last, the last thing I heard from Monty Brown was that he was a, no, like a fitness so. guy. He's like a personal trainer or something like that. But I want to give Mark, uh, Monty Brown his flowers, let him know that the wrestling community has not forgotten about him and his contributions. And he's the best wrestler to never win yeah. that TNA world title. He definitely deserved that. So shout out to Monty Brown. Yeah, he was on fire, man. Dang, Ex-NFL right uh, player, too. He was a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Dang. played for the Bills, right? All about Monty Brown, bro. I'm like... Yeah, I forgot all about bro, man. That's crazy. Damn. Right he played for the Bills. Sheesh. Man, all right. You know, I'm a. I'm gonna go with. You know, it's my. This is the second time in a row that I'm uh bringing up a woman. Well, third time in a row that I'm bringing up a woman. Pandering, into, baby. He's uh, pandering. To our black wrestler of the week. You know what I'm saying? All my black beautiful queens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna bring up Alicia Fox. Hey, yeah, that's right. Alicia Fox. <laughs> Let's bring up Alicia Fox, you know. So Alicia Fox, man, is, you know, a very, very incredible wrestler and was really instrumental, honestly, during the Divas run, which I call the most um, kind of like the, the in-between run between the in like the in-between phase of like women's wrestling in WWE, where we're kind of coming off of uh, the Trish and the leaders and we were kind of transitioning more into like what it is right now and yeah, some staple players, but Alicia Fox was always a consistent presence in the women's division of wrestling during the Divas era. And not only that, she was a consistent black woman in a time where there weren't a lot of black wrestlers in general around that time, especially in around 2007, 2008, 2000, two, from 2008 to 2011. And um, I just feel like Alicia Fox really held it down on her own. And I never felt like she got like her just dues in terms of the type of reign that she could have had and the type of draw she could have created for herself. But she was always super dependable and always willing to give her all in all the matches that she did have. And she was just a big staple during the Divas time, man. So I want to give my flowers and my Black Wrestler of the Week to lovely Alicia Fox. 
take it from there. You let us know, Cooley. Let us know what's going down. Hey, man, this is this is a hard decision because, wow, man, Monty for sure is a TN, Yo, TNA legend, man. Wow. I, I was not yeah. thinking about Monty. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane, man. But um, Alicia, she did, she did her thing. To, it's a tie. <laughs> that's crazy. It's a tie. A tie? It's a tie. <laughs> it's a tie. No, nah, I'm kidding. We can't have no ties on the show, so I, got, I really got to go with one, huh? Dang. Who's it going to be? The Alpha Male Monty sorry, Brown or Alicia, Alicia man. Fox? Hey, let's get it. Hey, let's get Look, it. I'm not mad at it. Listen, I'm not mad man. at it. Shout Woo. out to Alicia Fox. It's, it's, listen, man. It's, it's so many, so many of these women wrestlers that's been buried and just lost. You know, none of their accomplishments is never, you know, put in the limelight. And Alicia, she's really, she really did her thing. She was the first. Um, African American Divas Championship. And I feel like, actually, she was the only, and that was back in 2010. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she never got her flowers, her just due. So, you know, I want to give Alicia Fox her, you know, the black black wrestler of the week for sure. You know, shout out to Alicia wherever you are. I still hope you're doing great. Um, and also shout out to Monty Brown, man. Wow, man. Yeah, Monty a. Brown is crazy. ECW is very insane. That's insane, bro. Hey, uh, Monty man, Brown is one of those wrestlers that you just you forget about because you haven't heard the name in so long. He hasn't been active in anywhere Monty in the wrestling Brown community in so long, so you forget he was out there though. But Monty Brown was hard. So shout out to Monty Brown. Yeah. Shout out to Alicia Fox. Both of y'all deserve y'all flowers. But this week, Alicia Fox is our winner, baby. So shout out to you, Alicia Fox. I hope you're doing well out there. Now. You know what time it is. When we get the Black Wrestler of the Week out the way and we give out our flowers, we got to give out the stamps. We got to give out them pack-em-ups. Like I said, I wanted to get a pack-em-up stamp so I could just stamp pack-em-up on people's foreheads. And this week, I got to do it. I got to pack up the entire NXT brand. I got to pack up the entire NXT brand. I'm sorry. Oh. NXT. I love NXT. I love NXT. I love NXT. We were just giving them... (laughs) We were we were just giving NXT its flowers for the incredible No Mercy show that they put on, but y'all did my man Trick Williams wrong, man. There was no reason for Trick Williams to win that title and then lose it two days later. Yeah. It didn't make for an incredible moment. Man, it back didn't up make Shawn for anything <laughs> trending. It made no sense whatsoever. It was unnecessary. So the fact that y'all did that to Trick Williams, I gotta pack y'all up. But that ain't the only reason. I gotta pack y'all up. For loading up this show next week with John Cena, Cody Rhodes, Paul Heyman, and Asuka. Because it looks desperate, man. I'm sorry, WWE. There was no reason for y'all to do that to AEW. Let AEW rock for one week, man. This is Edge's debut match in AEW. Just let him rock unopposed. Y'all ain't got to load up this show with legends like Cody Rhodes and John Cena. It looks so desperate. John Cena? Oh, John Cena, the biggest star in the world. John, John Cena, Cena, you're gonna put him in NXT to oppose AEW? Come on, oh, WWE. Player. That was that was foul. That was foul. So NXT, I gotta pack y'all up. But I love y'all. Mm. Sound like Shout Skip Bayless. It's my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> what it do, baby? <laughs> oh hey, man. man, I'm packing up. You know, I was gonna pack up Kevin Nash for a third time, but I said, you know what? Let me. God damn, man! Let me let me, let me run it back, man. You know, yeah, you know what I mean. He he's signing he's signing a, a new contract with WWE. I don't know what that. Oh, was ap- like. apparently, apparently that was, was cap. Down, so apparently it was cap. Oh, it was what? Cap? 
crazy. Oh my god. Ah well. Well, I'm packing up one man. And that's Edge. Edge, let me talk to you, brother. I'm packing you up. What? Now, it's not because you're going to it's not because you're going to AEW. I'm very happy that you're going to AEW, man. I'm actually having a really great time seeing you at AEW. It's because you cut that gaslighting promo on my man Christian Cage. <laughs> trying to act like trying to trying to remind him of who he was in the past. You know what I mean? Trying to bring up childhood memories. Trying to make him come back to being a tag team guy with with Edge as the lead and Christian as just the guy that's with him. You know what I'm saying? I'm packing you up. I'm packing you up for not seeing who your best friend is now. And that's arguably the best heel in the game. Arguably. Facts. Facts. You, you came in during one of his best runs ever. Facts. And was like, hey, buddy, let's come back and be Edge and Christian again. And we can retire together. And you know what Christian said? Go fuck said, yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Fuck yourself. Yeah. Dude. And we not even, I, I'm trying not to curse on the pod, but my God, what a way, what a way for my TNT champion to respond. Ed, you getting packed up for gaslighting my man Christian Cage, man. Play your Jeez. position, baby. This is a new company. Fall in line. You know what I'm saying? This on this day, you might see clearly, but not too clearly. You feel me? Hey, I'm seeing Jeez. clearly. That's where I'm at with it, man. 2020. I am too. I mean, it's it's great television. <laughs> we packing Guess it's on me, huh? Guess it's on me, huh? All right. I'm packing up a, a liar. Um Yeah, a liar. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I am packing up Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yo, Hulk Hogan has the most packups on this podcast, dog. <laughs> We gotta start having like a, a pack up, uh, pack them up, uh, count rate or something, dog. Yo, this man Hulk Hogan said there were talks of his son Nick Hogan to wrestle Shane McMahon at WrestleMania 39. Get the bro, what, bro? What is he talking about, man? Who was having hey, those yo. talks? <laughs> Hulk Hogan, you, man, I enjoy packing Hogan, you up man. every chance I get. Yo, what what is he talking about, man? Nick Hogan and Shane McMahon. Yeah, pack him up. Pack him up. Put him in a you box. Check up on Hogan, man. Express, Hogan might have dementia or something. Like he might be going through Alzheimer's or something because he keeps lying for no reason. And it's like, what 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 is the yeah, reason bro. for this? This might, it's worse something than LeBron. Might be wrong with Hogan for sure. Leave LeBron out of this, yeah, man. man. Leave Bron out him of up. this. <laughs> Pack All him right, up. so, and with that, we're going to get out of here. But before I get out of here, listen, I need you to have 2020 vision like me, y'all. I need y'all to see clearly, and I need y'all to subscribe to this channel and turn those post notifications on because you don't want to miss when we go live. You don't want to miss when we upload because, you know, we here. We here to talk. And give y'all some horrible opinions, Sylvan. Some 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 cool opinions, Cooley. And some incredible opinions from your boy Quan. Now I'm saying this is wrestling with the homies, and we are out of here. <laughs>